Welcome to this week's episode of The Last Refuge. I'm your friendly neighborhood dungeon master, DM Jazzy Hands, and with me I have... Bizdira, Kit, Bria, and Fleek. Last week, the party continued their investigations of the second level of the Arcanium, this time with a little more direction and specificity. With the help of some of Kit's summoned woodland creature friends, the party cleaned and organized the entirety of the central chamber, the break room with all the bodies in it, and is currently working on organizing the room in the northeast that has the conspiracy corkboards. During their cleaning spree, they managed to find three more pages of the mysterious diary, and they've begun to put together a fuller picture of what went on here in ages past. What more will our adventurers learn this week? Will they find the remaining pages of the diary as they continue to clean up? And will Kit's woodland friends be offered a fair wage for their labor? Let's find out. <laughs> hey, y'all. <laughs> hey. Hi. Oh, good. As I was writing it, I literally laughed. Bizdira can attest to this. As I was writing that intro, I literally laughed out loud and went, well, I think it's funny. Well, yeah, no, it was good. <laughs> and I was like, what's funny? And he's like, uh, uh, oh, I didn't. I didn't realize someone was here. <laughs> yeah, we need to de- we need to determine minimum uh, woodland creature wage. That's right. Well, so we're gonna have to discuss uh, what their rent would be. Um, if we're gonna have to discuss what they in the pay hollow for. trees and the you know the nests that they've made. You know, like, which, I mean, that's the good news is like cost of living for woodland creatures is pretty low. Yeah, I would, food, I would hope so. I guess we would just pay them in food, right? So I mean, just pay them I, in food. I don't know. Risk is pretty high, though. That high up in but the tree with the wind being what, what it is. What have I done? If we did pay them in food, though, would they stop hunting on their own, and would they lose the ability to hunt on their own? I mean, like we need to make sure that they're still perfectly capable of doing things. You know, it's a problem oh with gosh. the kids these days. Kit, they're too Kit and I just like made advanced. the biggest frowny faces. <laughs> I just yeah. want to say for the record that Kit takes very good care of her animal friends. Yes. <laughs> it's such an insult that you would even assume she's not paying them more than their she she goes without food so that they are taken care of. Oh. Precisely. I will give up my last spell slot to cast Goodberry for these birds if they need it. That's <laughs> true. Anyway. Great. Go that, please settled. don't give up that spell spell. Uh It's my last first level. It was a slight exaggeration. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, good. Now that that's settled, I guess. You started it. You started I it. I did. You're yeah, really... that's, yeah, this you is all your fault. That one. You just went <laughs> with for that a question. That's what this I get. Is the thing. You can't ask us questions like that because then we're yes. just going to come out. Yeah. Yes. I saw Taryn yesterday. What do you want from me? I, yes. I like my vowels today. I, like I have vowels. a question. Yeah. Oh, all right. Speaking of asking, asking questions, asking, questions. asking, how is everyone this week? <laughs> <laughs> so good. How are you? Just dandy. Uh huh. Just yeah, dandy. Yeah. He gets such a great big grin on his face right before he asked that question. Like oh, he yeah. was ready for it. I don't know. It. I just felt like we needed to check in, but I no, think I we're see. over that now. Apparently. <laughs> <laughs> Nobody trusts you anymore. Let's get oh. back to the game. Oh, oh, that was a fun voice. All right, that's well, let's the, do that's what the, the voice, voice that actually is Robert is going to take on when we reach the node level. <laughs> so who's to say? <laughs> it's going to be like fun Spoiler cowboy, alert. weird British soft voice, and then like devil voice <laughs> down at the bottom. <laughs> really good. Uh, right. Well, uh, oh, not no. Robert <gasps> is not here now. Ne- what? I do it every time. I start thinking about it, and I'm then I have so to tell everybody. So what if when we got to the third level, it's just this empty room and then we just hear (laughs) (laughs) oh my god you just gave him a huge idea 
scribbles furiously. <laughs> X's out entire floor. And that's <laughs> rewrites with three words. There, and he's like, Well, you finally made it. And we're like, God, Chuckles. All right, I'm ready. Let's do it. By let's the just, giant worm that I'm you have ready, invented in your head and think you've made canon. Anyway, what are we doing? So last week, uh, as I said, you continued your search. You cleaned up the body room. Currently, you're all in the murder board slash conspiracy board room. Bria found one of the diary entries in here. Uh, Kit and Bizdira were sort of organizing and analyzing. Flick got a paper cut and had to go running looking for a Band-Aid because apparently he um, forgot that he's a healer. I don't know. He's yeah, running that's... Around, he's running around around like searching for useless pieces of paper that he can like dab his wound with. Like, <laughs> he's like, he's like, keep pressure on it. Keep pressure like, on it. Guys, guys, keep he going. Goes, keep he goes, he runs to one of the, to one of the bodies in the break room and like shoves his finger in the sand. Oh, he would never. Oh no, no, no. Oh, he knows okay. that's not, nope. no, that's I not useful. Wrong. Actually, Just he wrong. might, this might and, move the story along too. He might run into the room with all of the magical stuff, right? He, well, he's welcome to do that, but I, I should ask if we're done in here since we didn't actually. Yeah. Uh, do that. Uh, Bria sort of stepped back to take a big look and, and found one of the diary entries, but uh, but then I cut us off. So uh, <laughs> yeah, is there any oh, is, uh. is there anything else we want to do in this room? I'm pretty sure oh, Bizdira no. had something that she wanted to say right at the end of last week, but we can just yes. forget about that and move on. Uh, no, <laughs> oh god, I'm gonna kick you in the face. From Remember, th- I'm seeing you soon. I will oh, that's kick true. You. Oh god. So. No, so my thought process was, okay, so these diary entries are, are great, and they're interesting, and they're pulling an interesting picture, but they're also frustrating the hell out of me. Because I don't know about you, but whenever I write a journal entry, it doesn't just abruptly stop. Like, I have to wrap up, you know? <laughs> XOXO Gossip Girl. <laughs> can I? Kind of. Can I say something really mean? I mean, it's... When have you ever forborn What has ever stopped you before? (laughs) Seriously. My actual love for her stops me because she said, these diary entries are frustrating the hell out of me. And I thought, oh, because you can't read? (laughs) 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 It doesn't even make any sense. It's just me for being mean. I literally, I don't know what it is. The second... We hit record. It's like I hate Bastira. You hate Bistira, are so the oldest child, and she's the right? middle one. Yeah, I'm having flashbacks oh my of my gosh. brothers. Jesus, I'm sorry. I had a birth order for you all in my head, and I actually think Bizdira was the oldest, but, like, not anymore, because it was never mentioned in, like, a canon context, and, like, I don't think I can in good conscience say that that's true anymore. Well, I at least try to be supportive. They're frustrating to you because... Remind me what you just Because they don't end the way they want your journal entries to end. Okay, you have to XXO Gossip Girl. Gotcha, okay. Um, Right, there's there's no wrap-up. There's no, well, I guess I gotta go. I mean... Oh. The that journal- was totally me journaling as a kid. Like, well, I gotta go. Mom's I mean, calling me for dinner <laughs> or something yeah, exactly. like something oh, like I gotta God, go to let you know, practice talk. right now. Well, I have nothing else to say. You know, like yeah, nothing else. Yeah, I gotta go. <laughs> He's so mad at us. Nobody say a word, Kit. Yes, I was just gonna say and it's not very important, but it was going to maybe explain this. The journal did say that they're bad at journaling, so okay. So a little peek behind the curtain, right? I am terrible at journaling. I've never been able to do it. I do it like three times and then I forget about it. And four months later, I remember and pick it back up, right? So none of the rest of this author's life is me, but that very much is. And my journal entries end very abruptly. (laughs) 
In Alrighty fact, then. there were a couple of journal entries that, ju- well, I actually think one of these might do this and you just haven't found it yet. But, like, there exist journal entries for me as a real person in the real world that just, like, end mid-sentence or, like, whatever. Because <laughs> I, like, got distracted or had to go do something and just stopped. So, the frustration think- is totally understandable and valid. And that's the explanation for it. <laughs> okay. And Magic that's where we'll room. leave it for this week. <laughs> You always do that. Like we do our like recap at the beginning, and you're always like, "Yep, yeah, well, we're done." Well, that's we're all done. we need to know. Magic all right, magic room. room. Magic room. Okay. Unless yeah. we just want to go to the invisible door and just get no a magic move room. On. Magic room. Magic no, room. we got to find the keys to get into the door. Fancy we can't get into things. I do not think we're gonna find any keys. Literally, There's then why did boxes. he put a locked door there just to fuck with us? Yes. Well, you do have do you a have rogue also? who's supposed to be able to unlock those things. Exactly. We our rogue is broken apparently. That's her being broken. Is that what's happening? Yeah, that's what you I get. I was being fake broken. We're saying, thinking, <laughs> because you know, he can't read. <laughs> Say kids, it. kids dead. I just remembered we all have the constructs. So as we've been cleaning, we've been like shifting well, them between. No, we arms. put them down. Remember, they were I, dead. Oh, we they put have, them down. They have been. They have been completely inert since you all got down here. And I, I know at least Flick put his down. I don't. I assumed the rest of you had, but if that's not true, that's really funny. I feel like Bizdir would have like taken him off when she changed clothes, but put him back on because he's tied to her back. Right. So you put him back on. He's maybe, like a little backpack. I mean, that's maybe fine. Bria. Since I have Ollie, Bria um, zips up the thing on front, so now it looks like Bria's pregnant. Oh my god. Has Bria ever seen a what pregnant the hell? person? Okay. Uh, <laughs> magic room. Yes, we can magic go to the magic room. room. All right, so the magic room is a little bit different because it is a little bit smaller and a little more cramped than the other rooms. Um, so there, yeah, there. if you recall, there are just shelves and shelves. Um, some of them uh, are filled with, you know, brooms and, and pails, buckets, wooden buckets and things like that, like very mundane, standard, like cleaning supplies and things like that. I also believe, I don't remember, but I, I think I mentioned also that there are just reams of parchment in here. I think I did mention that. Uh, but there are reams of blank parchment in here. Uh, there are also quills and inkwells and stuff, but the inkwells have mostly dried up, so there's not actually ink in them anymore. But then there are the containers on the shelves that uh, are where Flick found, when he first came in here, found the clothes and that strange little gear work, clockwork orb or whatever it was. Let's look around. Yeah, Let's I want to suggest maybe Kit go through those parchment Reams, just because I know that you're really observant. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, sure, I will leaf but you through don't have the blank to if you parchments. You don't want to. It, I just you don't have to. I mean, you leaf through them pretty quickly because I feel like Kit is about as enthusiastic as you sound about this job right now. <laughs> so you leaf through them real quick, and you're like, "Yep, they're all blank." Just wanted to know if there was anything hidden in there. <laughs> I think we should go through all the boxes. All of them. Mm-hmm. All of them. All of them. The whole thing. The whole time. The, the, the whole, whole time. time. I. Oh, I've got to go. I have to leave. I have to leave now. We have to go. It's yeah, my favorite wanna, reference wanna, of all I wanna, time. I want to... I want to... I, li- I am broken. Are you, are you okay? <laughs> okay. <laughs> well, I, I just had a lot of things I wanted to do. I do... <clears throat> I would eventually like to go through the room and look for more parchment, but I want to look at this little orby orb first. Oh, my orb? Mm-hmm. I'll give it to you. Okay. Hello, orb. Hello. <laughs> I'm an orb. Are you our, our journal writer orb? Are you our key to another room? This I thought this just got so weird. No, it doesn't answer. It's an orb. You I started mean, talking. You answered. I yes handed you. I yes handed you. Flick will ask, do you happen to know what this is? 
So just to remind you, it is a five inch diameter orb, looks pretty hollow, weighs about five pounds. The outer shell of it is composed of notched bronze rings that you can sort of turn and click around so that the notches line up. Uh, you can see how that would be done. No one has done that yet. I but am you going can see to do how... that. Okay. So without so, permission. Uh huh. So Bria takes the uh, orb and you have quick, permission. <laughs> Uh, sets it so that all the notches are... Uh, oh, sorry, can I... If I see this, and because I'm doing it without permission, I'm going to sneak backwards so I'm far enough away from them if it blows up that no one else gets hurt except for me. You're sneaking backwards? Yeah, I'm just <laughs> very, very conspicuously <laughs> sneak backwards. sneak. <laughs> <laughs> Great, okay, so you're backwards a little bit. Uh, you line up all the notches and just, in fact, uh, make me, Bria, make me a, let's call it constitution saving throw. Ooh, it's going to be confetti. Uh, six. Okay, so you all hear this incredibly loud gong, and Bria, it startles you and is so loud that you just drop the orb and cover your ears. Uh, it, and I, I presume that probably most of you do the same, but you're not holding the orb at the mm-hmm. time. Uh, and it is really loud, and it just keeps gonging every second or so. It's like someone is just bashing the most gigantic gong you can imagine uh, and it's just coming out oh I'm sorry every six seconds and it is gonging it's very loud turn it it off turn it off I'll I'll try to turn it off after I get my bearings okay so yeah you, you take a minute and pick it up and how do you turn it off I just, I changed the thing. Yeah, so as soon as the notches aren't aligned, the gonging stops. I want to find, is there, in one of these buckets, is there water? Uh, no, they're all empty at this point. I 100% understand where she's going with this. I want to try to listen to it underwater, because maybe the mermaids are trying to talk to me. God. It's it's not, there's not mermaids. It's It's a gong. There's not, like, shrieking going on. I have a question. Because I probably said, have an answer. Because you said that it was seemed hollow. Mm-hmm. When she lined it all up, did anything fall out of it? No, it just like the hollowness. Like if you take a look at it, you realize that the hollowness is sort of like a it, for acoustical purposes. Gotcha. Just wanted to make sure there was no resurrection. Stuff yeah, totally, totally. Yeah. <laughs> you guys, level <laughs> two is not Harry, Harry Potter. Potter. Go now. away. <laughs> I mean, there's lots of parchment everywhere. I think I'm just going to start, like, pulling down boxes and start looking through them. I'm going to help. Not necessarily, like, looking for a specific magical object. I'm looking for more journal entries. Mm -hmm. I'm looking for magic items. (laughs) I'm looking for keys (laughs) and journal entries. Bria? I will eventually help to look for more journals. Okay, and you're all looking in these boxes that seem to contain these little rinky-dink magic items? I'll, yes. If they're all looking in the boxes, then I'll, I'll look elsewhere. Okay. So I need the three of you that are looking in boxes to roll me a D8 and then a D20. And Bria, I need you to roll either Wisdom Perception or Intelligence Investigation, please. Bria, what'd you get on yours? We'll start there. A 19. Kit, what'd you get on yours? Uh, the D8 was a 3 and the D20 was an 18. Woo-hoo. Okay. Bizdier? Uh, six on the eight and three on the 20. Okay, flick. A two on the D8 and a 19 on the D20. Alrighty. So. <laughs> so, Bizdira, uh, yes. you find a, lo- a big long, and like, like maybe 
I don't know, four feet long, maybe even five feet long. We'll say four and a half. Uh, (laughs) Big old box that's sort of like tucked in a corner. Uh, And you pull it over and you open up the lid. And inside is is a big, long wooden staff. Schwartzy's staff? No, it is not fucking Schwartzy's staff. I never <laughs> want to hear another word about Schwartzy's staff. Uh, cool. She's going to kind of, like, step out of the room and start playing with it in, like, a martial type way. Okay. Um, as you sort of uh, examine... Are, like, are you kidding me? <laughs> you go out and you start playing around with it as you as you sort of whip it around you and sort of turn it and you're you're using it more you notice that um you can you sort of feel it before you actually see it but carved all up and down the staff it's carved with vines but instead of like leafy vines these appear to be some sort of flowering vines and at the top of the staff is carved like a big like rosebud okay okay oh my gosh Uh, make me a make me an intelligence arcana check bizdira this is gonna go well I crit. <laughs> Yay. It Amazing. says Kit's name etched in it. So, it's a 19, <laughs> but I crit. Uh, so as you're sort of swinging it about, you sort of you you start to sort of sense something within the staff, and without really knowing what you're doing, you sort of plant the staff in the ground, and you feel a little dis- a tiny little discharge of energy, and the rosebud at the top of the staff opens up, and out of the t- like out of the wooden petals of the rose uh, sprouts a live. Mild, and I'm I am reading directly from the item's description. A mild scented daisy. <laughs> oh, uh, sweet! I, I'm gonna say, hey, Kit. Uh huh. You should go take a look at this in a second. <laughs> yes, let's no, like, let's find out what Kit has in her hands while you are twirling around this stave, and then we'll get the two of you together. So, Kit. Mm-hmm. Oh, well, that's fun. All right. So you find in a little tiny, little tiny box, you open up this little box, and inside is uh, what appears to be an ordinary lock. Like a padlock? Yeah, that's what I'm not totally sure. It just says, as described in Chapter 5 of the Player's Handbook, so now I have to go look at what that is. Oh, it for sure does not say there either. Okay, great. So you, yeah, sure, it's some sort of a padlock. I don't know. There's a key inside of it, and (laughs) is the key that clearly fits this lock. Uh, and that's what you find. Okay. You can make me an you can make me an intelligence arcana check. Oh uh, hell yeah, twenty two. Okay, so as you take the key out of the of the lock, like to examine the key, you feel something. You feel a little pulse again, a tiny, tiny little pulse of energy uh, within the lock, and you have a feeling that somehow this lock is enchanted to be very difficult to pick. That Bria might have a, a hard time picking this particular little lock. Try me. Oh, I want to be so snarky right now, but I've cool. decided to be the the, the better. The bigger person. The yeah. Also, you don't know anything about this yet. I know, but me as my person. I know. I know. Bria. I God, know. Damn it. I know. So, Kit, that's what you find, and then after you've examined that for a moment, you hear Bizdira calling to you from the out, from outside of the room. Oh, I'll go to her once okay, I great. have looked at my thingamajig. All right, so you're going to head out there and examine this staff that appears to have sprouted a mild-scented daisy. Before we get to that, though, Flick, let's see what you find this time around. Okay. Oh, interesting. Okay. So you find a stone sphere, one foot in diameter, that is engraved uh, with really worn sigils all over it. Uh, One foot in diameter? Mm Mm-hmm. Oh, so it's rather large. 
Uh, yeah, I mean, it's, yeah, it's definitely not, like, palm of your hand. It's, like, a good size, for sure. Um, can I read the sigils? Like, do they make sense? Uh, yeah, make me an intelligence arcana check. Let's find out. An 18. Yeah, so you sort of read, you read them, and, uh, you, you, well, okay. So, at this point, right, like, you are, you've been cleaning, you've cleaned three rooms now, right, and this is your fourth. You're kind of dusty, right? The birds have swept up all the dust, but, like, it got into the air. You're sort of coated with a little, like, layer of dust and sweat, right? And you start reading these sigils, and you uh, just are, like, murmuring along with them, and you murmur some sort of activation phrase, and all of a sudden, all the dust and sweat and grime on you is gone, and you are spick and span. Ooh! I'm gonna hand that to all my peeps and say, clean yourselves. (laughs) (laughs) By the way, I... I was looking for the journal entry, but after I'm done with that, regardless if I found anything or not, I am seeing all these magic items, and I definitely am going to search for a box. Okay. So you were looking for things, and what did you roll? You got a 19, right? Yes. So I think you did find, uh, in and like, you, so, okay, so you're not searching the boxes, so you're going through all the other things in there, and actually stuffed up in the bristles of one of the brooms, you find another page of the diary. This is weird. Roll for me a... Actually, we're gonna make this less likely to have to re-roll because of duplicates, so roll me a d6. Hmm. Five. Okay. So, you find another uh, journal entry... Another piece of that parchment in stuffed up in there. This one is quite short. Do you read it aloud before you go searching for magic items? Yeah, I'll... I'll uh, this time, I'll just squeak instead of scream, and I'll just start so reading. As to not, so as to not startle everyone. Yes. All right, so the t- kit, you and Bizdir are outside the room, but you can Beep. hear. You can hear, Bria. You don't have to come back in, because t- I'm going to find out what you two are doing with that, sta- that staff here in a moment. Uh, but Bria starts to read, and she reads the following. I hear them below. Some of them are still laughing. I don't know what's worse. The ones that are laughing or the ones that have gone quiet. None of these are Oh my god, that was it? This is definitely a later one. Yes, that was it. No, they're not dated. Well, this person should have really dated these things to help us line them up. But yes, it's definitely later for sure. This totally like <clears throat> reminds me of a couple different things. The only one I can put my finger on is Lord of the Rings where they dug too deep and then like they start hearing the drumming and all that. I just, I would like to go, someone to go through and listen to all 95 of our previous episodes and find out if there is a single episode in which Bizdira does not make a reference to some pop culture movie or TV show. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Just say. Uh, considering that there was an entire dungeon built around Wizard all right. of Oz. First I mean, of all, I would hardly say that the whole dungeon was built around it. Second of the, all, Bria, what point. are you doing? Well, I so I did that, and then I am going to check just because I'm seeing everybody get all these little goodies. I would like. All right, to so you just grab one. So you just grab one at random. Uh, roll me a D8 and a D20. Meanwhile, while she's doing that, Kit and Bizdira, you two are out uh, messing with this staff. Uh, you hear Bria's uh, uh, reading, but what are you what are you two doing with that staff? Uh, I just want to see if Kit gets anything more from it than I do, or like it's very plant based. I feel like that's very Kit. Sure, I like that. Kit, you want to make me an intelligence arcana check? I sure do. That was not as good. Okay, that was only an eleven. Oh, I mean, so you sort of get the idea, like, based on what you saw her do and just, like, having a better understanding of magic than she does in general. Like, I mean, she, she figured it out. Like, this staff can grow flowers. 
You also are pretty sure, though, that, like, if you were outdoors, you could probably get the flower to grow in the ground if you wanted. That's cute. Um, and you think maybe you could even choose what kind of flower it grows, but you're not totally sure on that point. Hmm. Curious. Okay, cool. Um, I will say I'm very attached to my quarterstaff, so I don't know that I'm going to be ditching it for this one, but I'm intrigued by it. And when we leave this temple, I might be, I might want to try it out. And Bizdira's just going to, like, tuck it in her waist anyway. She's She thinks it's cool. I love it. Uh, Bria, what did you pull down? What were your numbers? Uh, one on the D8 and a four on the 20. One and four. Oh, gross. Um, okay, so... <laughs> uh, cool. So you find a, uh, a box that has a little bag, like a little... Well, it's got like a little cloth pouch inside of it. Oh, yeah, it has a sack in it. <laughs> and inside the sack, uh, you find... Uh, roll, a, roll a d12 for me. <laughs> Thank you so much for that. Oh, my gosh. You're welcome. Ten. So you find ten little spongy, gelatinous beads. Very small testicles. It, what in the hell? <laughs> <laughs> okay. I'm gonna... Okay. <laughs> Do I have to roll nature? I guess you could roll arcana if you wanted. I'm gonna. Okay. Oh, no. They're so gross and sticky. Uh, nine. <laughs> yeah, you're not sure what they are. Okay, I'm gonna just put them back. <laughs> <laughs> Everybody else got cool good shit. Girl, I got good girl. And beads. And I'm gonna uh, look around and say, I'm ready to go through the invisible door. <laughs> Flick is clearly I'm- not. We can't get through the other door. We have to try and find the key. There's got to be a key somewhere. Oh. oh, no. There is. Honey, I I love you. I'm, <laughs> I think my favorite not- thing, my favorite thing about this level is the argument about the keys. Hey, everybody. Your friendly neighborhood dungeon master, DM Jazzy Hands, here with just a few mid-show announcements. First of all, if you're enjoying the episode so far, it would be dilemma if you could pop on over to Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, because we're on Spotify now, though I'm not actually sure if you can leave ratings on there. Anyway, uh, or wherever else you get our podcast from and leave us a rating and a review. We'll always read any five-star reviews that we get on the air as soon as we're able, and the more of them we get, the more visible the show becomes and the more people we get to listen. Really can be super quick, doesn't have to take more than just a few seconds and it helps us out a ton. Now, we have received a new review this week. We've gotten a review from C. Brooks G, but since I time travel into the future, the past, I don't know, since I time travel to record these mid-show breaks, it won't be read on the air for another couple of episodes. But thank you so very much, C. Brooks G, for the review, and hang on in there just a few more weeks until you get to hear it aloud. We also want to remind everyone that, of course, we have a Patreon page. Go to patreon.com slash dndlastrefuge to get access to all kinds of cool patron perks. For example, if you pledge just $5 a month, you get all the perks of the $1 a month tier, and you'll also get monthly shoutouts on the show and access to the player's character sheet so you can see what spells Flick and Kit have prepared, and how many, or how few, I guess, hit points Bizdira has left at any given moment. We use D&D Beyond links for those sheets so you always get the most up-to-date stats. And the perks just keep getting cooler on up from there. Not only that, but once in a while, we'll just decide to toss some new perks at our patrons unannounced. We did that this past week when we started releasing the Conspiracy Theory tapes on our Patreon. These are just short clips, usually less than 10 minutes, of the five of us immediately after we finish an episode. The players discuss what they think is going on, what's just happened, they talk about theories they have for what they're going to face next, and just generally we put our tinfoil hats on and chat. 
Now, we won't have conspiracy theory tapes for every episode, but when we do have them, they'll be available exclusively to our patrons. Right now, I want to take a minute to recognize some of our awesome patrons and thank them for their support. Thank you so much to our Shimmerscale tribe leaders, Los Barguses, Eliyahu of Mertgrove, and Sir Mox the Magnificent. If you want to get shoutouts on the show, hop on over to patreon.com slash dndlastrefuge and become a patron. We want to thank BattleBards for providing a lot of the fantastic music you hear on our show, and of course D&D Beyond for being generally amazing in every way possible. Check out both of those services at BattleBards.com and dndbeyond.com. And if you decide to use either of them, tweet at them and tag us with at dndlastrefuge to let them know we sent you. Once again this week, we want to shout out and give a huge thank you to the absolutely amazing Judy Jetset Barbosa. Judy's an incredible voice actor, as you've gotten a chance to hear over the last few weeks. She's also an amazing tabletop gamer and esports commentator. She's back this week, as you've already heard, with more amazing voice work. There's even more coming up after this break, and I believe we have one more week with her. I think next week's episode also is going to have some of her work, so get your fill of her on The Last Refuge now before our time runs out. You can also check out more of what Judy Judy does outside of The Last Refuge by following her on Twitter at at jetset underscore or going to her website campsite.bio slash queenjetset and we'll put all those links in the episode notes for this week's episode again as well. No real non-Last Refuge announcements this week other than I leave tomorrow for LA for D&D Live. The event starts on Friday. Uh, keep an eye on our Twitter so you can see when I'm going to be live on a stream, but also just check out all of the other incredible programming that's going to be happening out of there this weekend. Last but most certainly not least, we want to give a quick happy birthday shout out to Robert, my story consultant for the show. His birthday was yesterday, and we all want to wish him a very, very happy birthday. Happy birthday, Robert. We are glad you were born. All right, that's enough chatting for this week. Let's get back to the episode. Thanks so much for listening, and happy gaming, y'all. Um, all right, so I... we're having an argument about the keys, and... Bria found some crappy magic item that she can't identify. The rest them. of you found fun things. Uh, well, you're back. I'm taking. Well, you're them. out of the. You're no, out I of meant, the room I dealing I was with the staff. Putting them back into the sack. So like, yes. Oh, I, I thought I, you meant you're putting oh, them back okay. in the box. I thought oh, you were okay. putting them away forever. Oh, no. No. I did too. Bizir, did you have something that you wanted to do? I am intrigued by this lock that uh, Kit found. And oh, I right, because she brought that out with her key in the other door. Okay. I am deeply skeptical this will work, but. It's the only key we found, so I'll Might try Might as well try. It. That's what I'm saying. And it's magical. That's true. <laughs> Maybe it works both ways. The lock right. is hard to pick, and the key can pick anything. So right? I feel I feel like, again, based on like your level of uh, enthusiasm for this plan, Kit, I feel like Bazira just like takes the key, runs over to the door, because she's real fast, very quickly discovers that it isn't even close to the same size and shape, and runs back to Kit. Um, yeah, she would still try it. Absolutely. I say, good it, effort. It doesn't even a little bit fit either. But but yes, you try it. Absolutely. So since everybody is like insisting upon like these keys and this stuff, and I have tried this door several times, and I know for sure like I'm not getting in there, and Flick like really wants to get in there, I'm going to take my thieves' tools, and I'm going to hand them to Flick and be like, you do it. Sure, I'll do it. Why not? Might as well try. I, I hope Make that this me, works. Me too. Make me a dexterity check, Flick. <laughs> Please, crit. Use your inspiration. Use your inspiration. I may. Hold on. <laughs> Such good storytelling. <laughs> it's a 19. Yes. <laughs> so Flick literally has no idea what he's doing, right? <laughs> you just hand him, like, right, the little thing with the hook on the end, and then another little flat file. I don't know how to pick locks. I don't know. And he just, like, puts them in there and jiggles, right? <laughs> but he jiggles the right way, and the lock pops open. 
That's it, baby. I open the door. And Bria takes one of the jelly things and throws it at his head. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, just mark off one of your little beads. Uh, (laughs) And then I'm also going to sit down and throw a fit until I see what's in this room and then I will join. Wait, question. What what happened to the thieves' tools? He's keeping oh, them I, for now. I have them. Okay, just checking who had them. All right, great. <laughs> Priya's like, I quit. I'm not the rogue anymore. You can be I'm the rogue. No, I'm no the you're rogue. the rogue. I'm not the cartographer. I can't do anything right. Stupid, stupid, stupid. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So you go into this room... And this room is a little... Well, they've all been different, so that's a silly thing to say. Uh, this room is different from all the other rooms. Um, <laughs> there are... Let's see. How do I describe it? There are surfaces all over this room. Tables and countertops and things like that. And all of them are just covered in glass orbs or crystal orbs. Transparent orbs. And each of the orbs is glowing ever so softly and appears to have some sort of image inside of it. And this is all what you're seeing just from the doorway. Uh, Flick will go in, yeah. Yeah. So you step in and, and you sort of take a, a closer look at the nearest orb. Do you want to pick it up or just look at it on the table? I'm just going to look at it first. Okay. So you look at it and the first thing that you see is that the image inside of it is, it, it looks like uh, a sort of bird's eye view of the world, a world. You just see a incredibly zoomed out, like I said, bird's eye view of a landscape of some, somewhere. It doesn't look particularly like the shape that you've sort of got in your heads uh, that is the last refuge. It also doesn't look like any particular, you know, formation. You're not sure where it is, but it is clearly somewhere. And that uh, is the image. Roughly, can I gauge, like, how many orbs? I mean, like, it, we're talking tons and tons of them. I mean, I would say dozens. Um, and there are there are some papers and things uh, strewn about the room on various surfaces. There are a few tacked up to the walls. None of them are near where you are now. But mostly this room is filled with orbs. Um, I'll go ahead and pick the one that I'm looking at up. And look okay. at it a little bit closer. As you pick it up, you you realize, um, and this sort of makes sense, but it's it's a, you know, tabletop is crowded, so you didn't see it immediately. But there is sort of a little flat base that the orb is sitting on that is attached to it. So it comes with it. That's how the, they're not all rolling all over the damn place every time you touch one. But engraved in the base is a set of numbers and symbols that don't mean anything to you, but is clearly some sort of a label for this orb. And if you if you grab another one, you can see that they're different on each of the orbs. And is this glowing? The landscape itself is glowing? Or... No, the orbs were just letting off a little bit of light from the image inside of it. Gotcha. And is it... Uh, can I look even closer and see... Uh, is the landscape itself... Like, is it moving? Does it seem to be alive? Like... I mean, is it... sort of really staring at it, it, it looks static. It looks as if it's a static image. Okay. Um, um, ladies, as Flick, I'll come back to you in just a sec, Flick, but as Flick is picking up and examining this orb, what are the three of you doing? I want to look at other orbs. Okay, so you come in. Uh, Kit? Uh, I think I also want to take a peek at some of the orbs. Okay. Bria, are you deigning to join us yet? Yes, I'm going to join. Uh, I'm going to start looking again for journal entries, so I'm going to look where like the papers are and stuff like that. Okay. So, those of you who are looking at the orbs, roll me d12s, please. Bria, make me another wisdom perception or intelligence investigation, please. All right, I'm again just going to collect numbers. Kit. Seven. Bria. Ten. Bizdira. Six. And Flick. 
Eight. So, Kit, we will start with you. You find, you just pick up an orb at random. You sort of wander in and just grab one. Uh, and the orb that you grab, the image inside of it is um, definitely unique. It's also a view of, like, a bird's eye view of some sort of landscape, continent, world, whatever, right? But you notice a few things about it right away. The first is that it is perfectly symmetrical, what you see in this image. Like, it doesn't, the the formations, like the land formations and everything on the land, it is unnaturally symmetrical, right? The landforms are perfectly symmetrical. Any indications of, like, habitation or cities or anything, or or plant life, or everything is perfectly symmetrical on here. The other thing you notice is that uh, there do seem to be, uh, as you look a little bit closer, you realize that this world seems to be made of clockwork, of gears. At first glance, it looked like normal land, but when you look closer, you realize that, like, the land forms that you're seeing are actually interlocking gears and and uh, other bits of, of machinery or mechanical things, right? I'm watching the Game of Thrones theme song! That's exactly what you're watching. You also, there is, on yours... Uh, on the base of yours, there is a string of numbers and symbols that you can't decipher. But there is also, because, um, you know, I'm going to sort of assume that you all have looked at several of these and I'm just picking out one to describe. This one, the the distinction, the determination, the name, the whatever that thing on the base is, is a little bit different because at the end of it, there's an additional symbol, sort of slightly separate from the rest of the string of numbers and symbols. And you don't know what it means. It's just you haven't seen one with a designation like this yet. Yeah, it is somehow designated differently. Flick, uh, let's hop over to you. So make me, for years, make me an intelligence investigation check, please. That's a 15. All right, so you grab another one. And two things that you notice. Uh, the first thing that you notice, you look at the designation, and on the base of this one is also... Uh, of course, you don't, I don't know that Kit's told you about hers yet, but yours also, this one also has a sort of unique designator at the end of its, I don't know, coordinates is not exactly right, but you know what I mean. Is the it the same notice, designator? It is not, which you all can compare notes eventually and, and figure out that it is not the same. No. Okay. The second thing that you notice is you look at it and you sort of, you double take a little bit and you look more closely and you trace some things. You're pretty sure that the image in this orb is of part of Faerun. Which part? Uh, that is a great question. I think it's the southern sword coast down towards Chult, and a little bit, like, from Baldur's Gate to Chult. Coolio. Okay. And it, you know, it takes you a minute, but, you know, you've seen maps of your home world before. To be clear, for everyone who doesn't remember, that's where these four are from. Um, you've seen maps of, of coastlines and things before, and, and you're pretty sure that's what this is. Bizdira, let's hop to you. You, uh, pick up one. And this one does not have the special designation at the end of it. But the world that you see inside is actually really interesting um, because your view of it is not as clear as most of the other ones are. What you actually see is within the orb is sort of this strange glittering goldish orange ring or, or another sphere almost. And then within that is a bird's eye view of another world. But because of the sort of layering, because of that ring around the world image, you have a hard time really getting any distinct details about this particular world. Interesting. Bria. 
You are looking around, uh, looking for journal entries. You start to look at some... You're going through the paperwork, right? Because you are that's what you're looking for. So you're a little more attuned to um, the, the different papers and, and those sorts of things, the non-orb things in this room. And you find a couple of things. Make me, please, uh, first, an intelligence cartography check. Because you do find a map. How'd you do? So good. I was like down on myself for being a bad rogue and for being a bad cartographer. And so I'm really trying to prove myself. And so I crit. Yeah. All right. So you find this map and you are, you know, you it's it's relatively detailed. Um, you take a look at it and you are absolutely sure that this is a map of the Last Refuge and other land masses. So Boom, good. baby. Um, that's, that's the it. first thing. <laughs> that's the first what thing What I'll you do find. is I'll be like, I'm going to like keep myself really calm, even though I'm very okay. excited. Uh-huh. I'll be like, oh, Kit, would you have a look at this? And then I'll show it to Bizdira as well. And then I'll start to walk over to Flick and I'll fold it up and put it in my pocket. Okay. <laughs> I-, I will oh, throw weird. your okay. thieves tools at you. <laughs> <laughs> Clink, clink, clink. You shatter all the orbs in the room. No, no. Um, <laughs> I'll show him the map. He'll squeal. Yeah. You also find, Bria, you find some papers that you, uh, like you found in pretty much every room, you find some papers with series of numbers and, and letters. What else do you find in this room? I think that's sort of mostly what you get with that 10 mm-hmm. investigation check. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. Oh, wait, just just the map? Yeah. You said a couple of things. Yeah, well, I lied. I rolled really bad. <laughs> I mean, she did well, find a couple of things, right? She found a bunch of papers that had letter and symbol designators or whatever on them, but nothing that she could decipher. Um, so in that case, I would like to, I'm assuming we've all kind of wrapped this up and told each other what we found. I would like to just kind of scan the rest of the orbs for ones that have the special designators. Sure. Yeah, sure. Um, so you find essentially, uh, well, make me, let's see, what are the rest of you doing? So you've all sort of come together, you've talked about that, and you've all seen a bunch of different orbs, right? I, you've looked at several of them in this time. So Bria wants to go check out the ones that have the special designators. What are the rest of you would like to do? I... Um, think oh go ahead kit okay um i want to investigate and poke around the room a little bit more and see just see if bria missed anything while we're here all right so you're gonna switch places with bria uh so you go ahead and make me either wisdom perception or intelligence investigation flick well i was actually gonna do more specifically like look underneath all of the orbs like just a quick glance like boop 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 Going okay, down but the you're line. Looking for, you're looking, looking for, for a folded up journal entry. All right, is what so I'm you make the for. same check, Bizdeer. How about you? Mm. Uh, and there's just tables and and yeah, tables cabinets. and orbs and a few you know papers. No cabinets or anything. Not in this room, no. No, so I'll I'll take a. Uh, Flick's lead and start doing the same. Okay, so you go ahead and make me that same set of checks. So, Bria, uh, since you're doing this, go ahead and make me, again, the same check also for you, actually. Wisdom, Perception, or Intelligence, Investigation. 23. Okay, great. So you find there may be more, right? You don't know. There's a bunch of orbs in here, and it'll t- it would take longer, and you're welcome to take that time later. But at least in this first quick pass, you find essentially four orbs that have special designators on them. One of them, uh, two of them, Kit and and Bizdira had already found, right? One of them was the weird gear world that Kit found, and the other one was the strange... Oh, no, I'm sorry. That Flick and 
Kit found, right? Kit was the weird gear world, and Flix was the Faerun. Um, you find two others. Neither of them look familiar to them to you. They're both, you know, pretty standard-looking worlds for the most part. Like, there are things that are distinct about them. One of them, uh, the, the view that you see has uh, some pretty impressively tall architecture and things like that. And the fact that you can see it from this bird's-eye view, like, says quite a bit about it. Like, they clearly are pretty advanced uh, in terms of their architecture. And the other one is, is you know, standard fantasy landscape type look. Okay, I'm going to ask Flick if we can keep these in the bag of holding. Just these sure. four. Sure, yeah, I'm down. Okay. Okay, uh, let me have the rest of your checks numbers. Kit, what was yours? 14. Okay, uh, Bizdir? 21. Nice, and f- uh, Flick? Also a 14. Okay, so Bizdira, you, uh, the two of you, Flick and Kit, um, you find some more papers. Uh, you find actually... Nah, no, you don't. Uh, you just find more papers with strings of, of numbers and letters and whatever on them. Um, Bizdira, however, you do find another piece of the diary, so roll me a Yay. d6. I can help, too. <laughs> Three. All right, so uh, you find one. Do you want to read it out loud? Yeah. All right, so you call everybody over in a very calm and measured voice that freaks out nobody, <laughs> and uh, you start to read because you are capable of reading. <laughs> That I am. (laughs) The work the Arcanists do here is absolutely incredible. I never knew magic could do half of what gets done around here every day and so casually. I know it's only been two days since I arrived, but I'm already impatient to get to work. Lashana says my orientation and training should only take another couple of days, and then I'll be cleared to move down to level three. I hope my Arcanist is nice, or at least not actively unfriendly. I can handle taking notes and writing reports for someone who's a little distant, but I don't want to spend all day having to deal with some nasty mage who can't stand to be around anyone, including herself. I miss Das so much but I'm so glad he insisted I come here. I hope that eventually... Told you I was bad at journaling. Uh, uh, I feel like it didn't matter what number I rolled. I feel like you specifically gave that one to me because... I swear I I didn't. I swear I didn't. I really didn't. I really Uh, didn't. uh, I promise you rolled that one. I promise. I promise. So angry with you right now. I know. Can we please go downstairs? I, we have to, because that just said level three, so clearly we gotta keep going. Yeah. Alrighty. Let's go. And that is where we're gonna end it for this week. No, we gotta go observe the door. Mm-hmm. We have, a, we have a few minutes. We can go look at the door if you would like to look at the door. We can try to open the door, but also, if necessary, I can just cast a spell magic on it. Also that. We just gotta observe it first, see what the illusion is. Yeah. All right, so you all head out of this room, uh, head down to the to the uh, door, the the illusion, whatever, right, which is in the center of the southern wall. And what are you doing with it? Observing it. at it, yeah. Great. So you're having traps. a look. You can you can make intelligence investigation checks if you like. Kit wants to do something. I'm gonna touch it, touch the wall, try okay, to so find the door. You touch it. You uh, let's see. Let me get the let me get other people's investigation checks and then I'll get to you, Kit. Uh, so if you made investigation, what'd you get? Eighteen. Okay, Bria, did you roll? Eight. Okay, Flick. A five. Okay, so Bizdira, at the same moment that Kit sort of touches 
the wall. Um, you actually, hilariously, are the one who sees through the illusion. So Kit and Bizdira, both of you, uh, Kit, right after you touch it, and Bizdira, once you examine it closely, uh, you actually see essentially this stone wall sort of shimmer, and then it just becomes gray and sort of translucent, and beyond it, you can see a door. There's a door like, here. Clearly, there was just some sort of illusion that was cast over it. But now that you've interacted with it, Kit and Bizdira, that you've examined it closely enough, you can see through the illusion. Is it locked? Is it locked? Well, I, I don't know. Is somebody trying to open it? Bizdira will yes. look at Kit. Yes. <laughs> yes. Um, so it actually, it has... <laughs> I don't know how to describe... So, uh, let me be very clear. My intent is not to suggest that this building is, in fact, set or, like, was functioning in, like, modern technological earth, right? I realize that a lot of the ways that I've described certain things in here have been pretty anachronistic because it's just easier that way. Um, And because... Clearly, they were somewhat more technologically advanced than the kobolds when they when things were running here in the Arcanium. But please don't think that I'm pulling a like short of sword of Shannara TV series, and we're actually like in Seattle, right? That's not what's going on. I'm just gonna say that right now. Mm. Um, this door has, <laughs> speaking of anachronisms, a crash bar essentially, right? So it looks like it'd be very easy for you to open it from this side. Uh, but, like, you can see where the little latch is that it probably isn't openable from the other side. Hmm. Mm-hmm. Would you like I to wanna... open it? Yes. Okay, so you push the crash bar. It opens a little bit, and then it gets stuck on something. Uh, so you can try and push it harder if you want. Um. You nodded. You know you want to. No, she oh, was no, agreeing I'm, to uh, the I'm convinced it's a body. Yeah. Oh. Um. But, yeah, I'm going to slowly try to open it more. All right, make me a strength athletics check. Ha-ha. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's a trap. All right, you can do it with advantage, because Bazir is helping. A 15. So you're able to push and open the door, and you sort of poke your head around, and you find that your suspicions were, in fact, correct. You see a couple of things. You see that it's a relatively small room here. Looks like some sort of antechamber, and at the far end of the room is another door uh, with a crash bar. There's not much else in the room other than some Twinkie wrappers lying around and this body. And the body is much the same as many of the others, but you see as it's sort of lying on the on the ground, uh, sort of almost propped up against one wall with its back, so it's almost in a sitting position, and clutched in its hands is a small leather-bound tome that you can see has pages ripped out of it. No, don't. Don't make it stop. No, don't. And don't, that I, no, don't. is where we're going to end it for this week. <laughs> Thanks so much for listening to this week's episode of The Last Refuge. Be sure to listen next week to find out who this is and what else they know. You can reach out to the TLR team by leaving us a podcast review or by dropping us a line on Twitter and Instagram at at dndlastrefuge. That's at D, the letter N, D, last refuge. If you've got more than 280 characters to say to us, you can also email us at dndlastrefuge at gmail.com. If you want to know more about us as players, access our Patreon, see some awesome fan art, find out what cons we'll be attending, and get links to other streams and podcasts where you can see us playing even more D&D, you can go to our website, www.dndlastrefuge.com. As always, I want to thank Robert Hupp, my story consultant for this campaign, and of course, all of you for listening. I'm your friendly neighborhood dungeon master, DM Jazzy Hands, and with me I have... Vizdira, Kit, Bria, and Flick. <laughs> Happy gaming, y'all.
First of all, if you're enjoying the episode so far, it would be dilemma if you could pop on over to Apple Podcasts. <laughs> Apple. Oh, God, I'm tired. Uh, here we go. 